This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting when I'm putting my money on it. Sometimes I have a gut feeling about a matchup, and sometimes I'm just betting on my team because they're my team. Regardless, whether you've been betting for years or ready to play for the first time, my bookie is your best bet this season. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. Between football season, the MLB playoffs, and the start of the NBA and NHL season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action. If you really want to support your team this season, don't just sit on the sidelines. Get in the game with mybookie.ag. And if you join right now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR, that's C-H-A-I-R, to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR to double your cash today. Visit MyBookie.ag today. What are you waiting for? You play, you win, you get paid. Boys, it's Jeremy W. Miller. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Oh, he backed it in. He backed it in. And the game is tied. We're going to overtime. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, oh, oh the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. Welcome to the NBA, my friend. Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa, oh, 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 no. oh, oh no. right Don't let him throw it down like that. Victor on the deep phone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod podcast. Welcome to episode 66 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. I am your host, Chris Cook. Sitting next to me here, as always, my co-host, Eric Hawk. And then today, we have a very, very special guest. Hawk, would you like to introduce our guest today? No, I would not. I'll leave that to you. I don't want to introduce him. I'll let you introduce well, let him. him. In, let him introduce himself, man. I feel like every time I come back on, I'm just maligned. Um, I am. Big word. I am. Yeah, it's a big word. We got great fans here, obviously. So, or you guys have great fans, I guess I should say. So, we're smart enough to say maligned. So, Jake Light back in the action, back in the hot seat. I'm sure I'm going to take a lot of BS from you guys today, rightfully so. Completely expected. I have no clue where this is going, but I do know I'm going to be made fun of quite heavily. Would you take? Jacoby Brissett over Baker Mayfield. No, I've already said this. I've already said this. I thought it, what about today's game? Does it affect? No, honestly, it, like complete seriousness. Didn't watch one second of the Colts game. Um, I did see on our Twitter, on our friend page or whatever, that Jacoby Brissett was super hot. He was on fire. I don't know how many what he ended up with, but I mean, 
I, th- I think the Colts are just really well coached. I think if Baker Mayfield was on the Colts, I mean, he would be a stud. I think Wright might be the best coach? offensive coach in the league. Wow! I think he might be. I would like that a lot. And I would say Andy Reid's probably up there, too. And I'm, I'm leaving out Sean McVay because, for whatever reason, they can't run the football now. And I think he's starting to get out-schemed a little bit. So that's some heavy praise for me because, you know, they almost hired Josh McDaniels. Thank God, God it didn't happen. God. I and so, yeah, anyways, yeah, I'd rather have Baker just because I think he's actually better than Brissett. But Brissett has the better scheme, better coach, for you sure. Gotta, you got to say that. That's your guy. Your yeah, team. yeah. I mean, sense. what am I going to say? But I can tell you're like <laughs> winking at me and smiling and smirking. Like, no, oh. no. I think I do think the thing about the Colts is they're getting the most out of Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And the Browns are definitely not getting the most out of Baker Mayfield. So that's kind of where I'm at. And it now is. when Andrew Luck comes back next year, they could trade Brissett for like a hefty price. Dude, I would trade Luck way before I traded Brissett. Anyways, go ahead. Just saying. All right. No, we're good. Tough what we got? Sabonis? Sabonis? Well, Sabonis talk? I'm ready for this Sabonis talk. I've done all the Sabonis talking that I've... If you guys listened to my podcast episode Friday night... <laughs> I definitely I did. did. <laughs> of course. I know you did. Yeah. Let's do it so, twice. the listeners have heard my thoughts. So, you go ahead and dish your guys' thoughts on Sabonis. Go ahead and start. Okay. Um, first off, huge Sabonis fan. Um, for those of you that have been following us for a while, I, Sabonis is my favorite player on the team. Like, he just is... Um, I am very apprehensive about the conversations of him wanting twenty-five to thirty million a year, especially when we're already paying Miles Turner. Who would I rather have, Miles Turner or Sabonis? I've said this several times. I'd much rather have Sabonis. Like I think Sabonis is just is a good defender. I just spilled my Mountain Dew I'm in preseason form, um, but I think he's just I think he's a much better defender. I know Miles Turner gets the blocks, but if you really watch, he doesn't get a lot of rebounds. He doesn't really block out. I think like I just think Sabonis is a better all-around player for the Pacers. Now, when you're talking about defensive player of the year and crap like that, like yeah, we wanted Miles Turner to win it, but you win it with blocks. But if he doesn't get blocks, like Turner's not that effective on the defensive end. And I just don't think you don't win in this league with centers. And we're trying to pay two over twenty million. Like it just doesn't make sense. So. I'm completely fine with the idea of looking to trade him. I'm not fine at all just saying, hey, he's not going to resign. Let's just get what we get. Like, I think that's just a terrible idea. Especially when we could just match whatever contract we needed to uh, in the offseason, and we'd be just fine. But I don't know, Hawk, what do you think? I would like to know what the offers we're getting are, because you'd think they'd be pretty decent. Like, a team like the Hawks could use as a Sabonis tenfold. Right, but who you gonna? Who are they? Who are you? exactly? I don't know. That's why I would love to see the offers. Yeah, it's hard to really compare them. Like what other people would think of him because he is a center in this league that doesn't undervalue centers. I would say now. So everything that you said, I agree with. Uh, I think in the end of the day, I'd rather have Sabonis, but I think it's pretty clear we're locked into Turner. Oh yeah, we're Turner's very the locked into. I don't hate Turner by any means, but if I had to pick between the two. And we're going to see, because I don't think he's going to be dealt before the season starts. Are we all in agreement that's probably not going to happen? No, I don't think so. Because we have the rights to him, like you said. So I think we're going to see how it works. It might work, maybe, but I don't know. The thing is, the Pacers do such a great job of not leaking info. Or they or they leak so much info, like the Rubio signing, um, like, you know, the PG trade just, like, came out of nowhere. Like, no one was talking about Oladipo and Sabonis. Like, it just it makes you wonder why is this coming out now? Because if the Pacers didn't want it out, it wouldn't be out. 
Yeah, that's true. So, like, what's what's the advantage? Are they trying to get a team hot and heavy for him before the season? Are they trying to put some maybe some uh, pressure on Sabonis? I don't know. But I, I do know that the Pacers need to uh, either go with Sabonis or not, and it needs to happen sooner rather than later. I think part of this is that they know Sabonis and Turner can't play together. It seems to me that, like, Sabonis doesn't necessarily want to be here. Does it seem like that to you guys at all? I don't think it seems like that. Because this quote just... from uh, Scott Agnes, I'll read it real quick. There's not really much to talk about. I know exactly how the Pacers feel about me now. They know how I feel about that, and there's not much more to say. Let the agents do the rest of it. And there was also that cryptic Instagram I found last year where his teammate from high school or college wrote that you're not going to be a Pacer for long, and Sabotis liked it or something. Do you remember that? I do remember you talking about that. Yes, it was a weird, really weird Instagram thing that I happened to find. So... I don't know if he wants to go to like a bigger market or what is. I, I this is all just speculation on Instagram comments, but I don't know. I just feel like I, I don't get the. the I think sense. he's just trying to get paid. Yeah, I agree. I, I think he's he knows if this was a typical free agent class, and if you listened to my podcast episode the other night, you would know. Uh, Which I a, did. If this is a typical free agent class, like if it was this year's free agent class, was next year. So twenty was in twenty one. I think he would have signed a Turner offer sheet, like similar to what Turner did around eighteen million. But now that he sees, and all these other restricted free agents see, i.e. Buddy Heald and uh, Jalen Brown, who are trying to get paid $25 million a year, he sees that some stupid-ass team is going to pay him 25 to $30 million a year. So, I mean, I get that. I think he wants to stay in Indiana, but if you could have the potential to make an extra, you know, $10 million a year, I mean, I, you got to go for it. So... Um, I mean, I know that's, I mean, I would take $1 million a year, but I mean, 10, 10 million doesn't sound too shabby. So I don't, I don't think it's the case that he doesn't want to stay here. I think it's just that he's trying to get paid and the Pacers have to decide. Um, and if it, it I think the right thing to go about it is to wait. If you, you, I don't, wouldn't pay him 25 million now, but I think if you're going to, settle on paying on him, you wait and see if he actually gets that offer. And then you're kind of forcing yourself into matching it because you don't want to lose him. But now trade value is kind of hard because he's only going to make $3 million this year. So you'd have to trade out more to match salaries to get somebody decent. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's not like he's going to be based off of uh, his contract that he's going to get. So it'd be hard to match salaries. I don't know what kind of offers they're getting. I don't think he's going to get traded. I just think it's all fluff. Um, and they're probably just waiting to see how this season works out with those two. Just like really quick, we we've seen a couple of teams. Uh, I've seen a couple of names floated out, like teams that are interested in him. I mean, you're going to have interest in Sabonis at this point. Every team is going to have interest in him. So, but like specifically, the Timberwolves. I sent that to you guys in the group chat. Um, Timberwolves and Hawks were the two teams that I've seen a lot of like chatter on. So. Like, realistically, what could we get from either of those teams that we feel like would be worse than bonus? And I just don't see it. Like, what what are you going to get from the Timberwolves? Or, uh, I don't know. No, I mean... Robert Covington and something else, maybe. Which is, like... Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. You're not going to take picks for them. I don't even... Who'd they, who was their first-round pick this year? Didn't uh, they trade down or some shit? No clue. I don't know either. It doesn't even matter. Like, it's just stupid. Like, and the Hawks aren't going to trade John, um, oh my gosh. Collins? John Collins. Yeah, sorry. John Collins. They're not going to trade Trey Young. Like, they had, like, three first-round picks this year. Like, if we were going to tr- if we were gonna trade, 
you know, Sabonis. We should have traded him for those three picks. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now we don't even get to make the picks. And they, they took one three-point shooter in the draft, the yeah. Hawks did. Yeah. That was like an overdraft. Mm-hmm. It, I can't remember. He's from UNC. I can't remember. I don't know. But it, just, it's not there. Like, I don't know what what could we get for him we'd be happy. Like, you want wing players. You, I would have said point guard. We don't need a point guard now that we have Brogdon. So it's just... Like, I don't know, maybe the best answer is just play this season if we think we can compete in the East and move on. Timberwolves took Cam Johnson with the 11th pick. Cameron Johnson. I think think he got traded to the Hawks. Did he? I think so because Kobe White, like, freaked out in that press conference. He was like, Cam, Cam Johnson just went number 11 overall to the Hawks. I don't know. Who cares? Who cares? It doesn't matter. I I don't want him. I don't want him for Sabonis. Me neither. That's it. Done. Move on. Predictions. Prediction time. I got a couple other things first. Ooh, Number one, Hawk was at the Colts game today. Yeah, I was. Right next to Oladipo doing the uh, anvil. So tell us about that. You got the video. Yep. Did that make you excited? Because he looked like he, was, he wasn't he was into it. You know, I, I think he's he's an injured guy. He's resting. He doesn't want to get overly excited. Doesn't want to stress any muscles. He was cool, calm, and collected. There was always, Obviously, ladies were watching. So, you know, he had to keep <laughs> his swagger about himself, the coolness. I almost didn't get there in time because I was with some people trying to scalp tickets, and we just had a hell of a time trying to find cheap tickets. And we got in at the last second. I got up the stairs, and you know the national anthem has just ended. And I got there, and I got the video that I wanted. But other than that, the Colts game was a blast. So much fun. Obviously, a win. That Ebron catch was unbelievable. Leonard sealing the game was unbelievable. So yeah, I had a I had a great Sunday. Yeah, awesome. Best team in the AFC South. Yep. And I think we're number two overall on the AFC in general right now. Really? I think. Cool. I think we have the tiebreaker. Well, good we'll for you guys. We'll have to do some research some for Some good on stuff. That. Congrats, guys. It's big. Well, thank you. Big. <laughs> um, and then else? the other thing, uh, before we get into predictions, Oladipo getting cleared for five-on-five five play. Mm-hmm. That's big. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, you want him. Obviously, you want him to get into the groove. Um, I think this is a little early too. Like, I think so. It would be basically a month and a half of five on five. Like that doesn't make sense. Maybe the timeline's moving up. Maybe into November now. I don't know. We've always heard that the, the timeline is a lot going to be moved up more than people thought originally. I mean, that's what all the rumors. Well, if you're already to five on five. I mean, give me a week and me, put yeah. it out there. I yeah, mean, I mean, on. I don't need a lot of five on five time. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, I, if anything, if he comes back earlier than expected, his minutes will be restricted to start for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah they'll as they back should. along really slowly, but it's exciting, and I can't wait because I, I think we have a damn good team. Yeah. Two 100%. more things here before we get started on predictions. Okay, I keep adding it. them on. Number one, uh, Zach Lowe wrote an article oh, with his 30 predictions, and I've been roasting him on Twitter, and I roasted him the other night. He said <laughs> that the Pacers will miss the playoffs this season. As one of his bold predictions, he also said the Warriors would miss the playoffs. Mm. So, what do you think about that douchebag's assessment? He put the Chicago Bulls as getting in before the Pacers. I could they, see the Warriors more than the Pacers. That makes a little more sense to me because they're tight. But, they, I mean, they still got Steph Curry. Like, it's still – I think both those teams are locked for the playoffs. Yeah, I as we're going to talk predictions. we're going to talk about soon. You know, Zach Lowe, I don't know if he's ever actually watched a basketball game, and maybe he has. <laughs> I think he's just kind of a stat box guy, and he – he puts numbers together, and then he divides them by pi, and then comes up with something that we all take as gospel. So I, I don't trust anything that he says necessarily. Smart guy, don't care. Screw him. All right, my last thing before we get started. Tweets from Scott from the Colts game. Yes, yes. I want to hear this. 
Uh, first starts out before every game. He's hype as hell. Of Go course. Colts. Hashtag Colts. Uh, I won't say the curse words. I'll try to keep it PG. Uh, wide effing open. Hashtag Colts. Um, let's see. Play some effing defense. This was on the first drive. So play some effing defense. So next tweet. A few minutes later, almost gave up a first down. <laughs> like that <laughs> great tweet. <laughs> and then he says, in all caps, touchdown Houston. And that was when uh, it was a f- they didn't get a three and out, but they turned or not turnover on downs, but they punted. Yeah. <laughs> so Houston punted the first play, and just because they got a couple first downs, Scott thought they were going to score a touchdown. And wow, then he idiot. says he says a couple tweets later, never mind, they're going to punt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Uh. Then next, he says, three and out. This offense is garbage. Uh, punt unit coming out. And then the Colts go on to score a touchdown the same drive. Uh, then he says, 95 yards. That's the best drive I've seen all season. <laughs> 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 when he does he said, three and out. Uh, can't stop him on third down. A couple minutes later, great defense. <laughs> I mean, do I even need to keep going? I love I mean, that he doesn't delete, delete them. I know. If he deleted I mean, them, I, we would think he was a genius. Yeah. Because he's got both angles. We yeah. Sucked. He's on both sides always. You think he's two people running the account? Maybe. You think there's two different stuff? Maybe he's got a split personality. He definitely has a split personality. Oh, I mean, seriously. I gotta you think check it. Maybe like, oh, he doesn't no, have he a girlfriend. No, he definitely doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> trust me on that. I gotta check a stat line on T.Y. Hilton because this was great. What, uh, I think he had seven catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. Or maybe six catches. Let's see here. So, T.Y. Hilton, six receptions, 74 yards, one touchdown, which is a pretty good day. Mm-hmm. And right after – and it was literally – I don't think T.Y. had a catch. And then he tweeted, T.Y. hasn't had a 100-yard games. What well, hasn't had a 100-yard game won't happen today either. And then literally right after that, because I, I saw that tweet, and I was like, yeah, I guess he hasn't done anything today. Literally after Scott tweeted that, T.Y. got all of his catches <laughs> and a touchdown. And then the he – Scott Mush. And then he said, Colts effing suck. <laughs> Always. No matter what happens. <laughs> and look, I mean, that that's just where I'm at. This is all, I mean, look how that's much far I have to scroll up. Yeah, that's the first quarter. I'm not going to go through them all. If you want to go check them out, uh, at Scott underscore tack nine. The biggest, the most insane person <laughs> we've ever met on the internet. But I love that guy. I, I mean, do too. <laughs> I live for his tweets. He's the best. So, all right, it's time. Official NBA preview show. Oof. Um, I wish I w- had the time to go back and check what the predictions were last year. I was not good, but I never am. So, do you, you guys want? What did you just say? You got the predictions? I, last no, year? I, I said I wish I would have had the time oh, okay. to go back and do that. I was Maybe say, I will. Do that. Let's yeah, do I'm that. very happy. I do remember there was a lot of bad takes. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. So always is. Let's start off. Do you guys want to start off with war- awards or standings and playoff predictions? I say let's go with awards. Okay. Because standings could maybe get dull, but maybe once we have the awards figured All out. All right. So I'll start from the bottom and then make my way up to MVP. Okay. So let's first start off with sixth man of the year. That was not on the list, was it? It was on the list. If it uh, wasn't, then will. I just added it. <laughs> Lou will. <laughs> That's the safest bet of all time, always. Well, the GM survey came. Did you see the GM survey that came? Yeah, we're going to talk about that yeah. in uh, around the association. Perfect. But, yeah, so Lou Will, I think, won like 73% of that vote or something. It's a safe bet. I mean, he's going to be on a good team. He's going to get noticed. Him and Harold may take some votes from each other, but at the end of the day, Lou Will's going to win this award until he retires, I feel like. I went with uh, Montrez Harrell. Okay. So same team, different player. Uh 
really, uh, who else is on their bench unit? I mean, they have uh, Jamichael Green, so they probably have the best bench in the NBA. Yes. Um, Zubak, is he starting? Zubak's probably going to start. Uh, Harold could very well be a starter, but they mm-hmm. like to bring him off the bench. So I put Harold just because, and I did this because a lot of the times these NBA award uh, <laughs> writers or that whoever that gets to vote, they don't like to vote the same person multiple times, even though Lou Williams has won consecutive years, I believe. Mm-hmm. But I just went with a different name this year. I could see Harold getting like 15 and 10. And even if Williams had the same type of season, they just vote, would vote Harold this year. So, just to have somebody new. I could see that happening. That's why I said Harold. And then I also think Lou Williams got a lot of points last season. He played the end of games, which I think he still will. But he also has to share the ball now with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So I expect his points per game to drop dramatically. Not dramatically, but I expect a decrease in points this year for him. That's fair. And Harrell, I feel like, is a double-double guaranteed pretty much uh, when he plays, and he's going to finish games. So that's why I went with Harrell. So I did not have anybody, actually, but I did. Nobody's winning the I, I have no, Well, I, I just looked on the message Chris sent me. Six-man was not on the list, so yeah, um, it's, it's not great. Uh, but I'm going to go with Rodney Hood. Um, okay. Oh so, God, like um, I mean, I guess we're all on the Clippers except me. I'm going to go with Portland Trailblazers. Um, and Roddy Hood, fill it up. He's on a, finally on a good team. He has a lot of confidence. team that shoots a lot of threes, a team uh, that gave him a ton of opportunities in the playoffs. And like Chris said, they don't like to repeat too often. Like, yeah, Lou will two years in a row, whatever. Um, but I think the Trailblazers are going to be a solid team in the West. Um, and if they are going to end up as a five or you know four, five, six seed, they're going to need uh, that scoring from Rodney Hood. So, and I just really wanted to get Rodney Hood on the on the prediction show. Who's so. the guy on the Pacers that has the best shot? Sabonis. Sabonis. Even if he's starting. Nope. I no. I. I th- that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I think, ev- I think eventually he won't be starting. Okay. I because I don't think it'll work. Thus the trade talk. Remember. So I would say Sabonis is our best chance. But if we're gonna say he starts all games, yeah, I mean all. Jeremy Lamb season. for when Oladipo comes back. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one too. Or Goga. Oh Jesus. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we're gonna know soon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, great preseason debut. Yeah. yeah. We'll give him that. Um, All right, defensive player of the year. Actually, no, I want to do most improved player first. So most improved player. Uh, I started last time. Okay, I'll start off. I went with Miles Bridges from the Charlotte Hornets. Oh. A lot of people favored for the award as Lonzo Ball. But, and I said this, Victor Oladipo was number two overall pick and then did win it. But my logic here is that I don't think a number two overall pick – like him, with all the hype he had around him, I don't think he should win a most improved player because mostly he's been injured for most of his career. So if he has a great season, it's going to be because he played the whole season and he's got to change his scenery, which also kind of is like Oladipo. But I I wouldn't say Lonzo is my pick. Miles Bridges, okay, I'll get to the actually why I like Bridges. I like Bridges because Hawk and I, when we were previewing the Southeast Division last week, we looked at the rosters and he's easily uh, the second or third best player on that team. And they're going to need scoring. They're going to need someone to score, you know, 15, 20 points a game. He could easily do it just because, not saying he's going to shoot a good field goal percentage or anything like that, but he's going to get shots up. So I went with Miles Bridges just because I think people look at a stat line and think that he's improved. But then if you take him from a bad team to a good team, maybe he won't be that good. So Miles Bridges like is the my pick. Behind that. 
Okay, um, my most improved player is Mitchell Robinson. Um, I think he's a guy with a lot of upside. He he was a guy going into college, which he ended up not going. But um, going into the recruiting process, he was very highly thought of, a top two or three um, draft pick, according to most, especially NBA Draft.net, which is kind of like the Bible for me when it comes to NBA prospects. Um, and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth. But he showed a lot of promise last year with the Knicks, I think, um, with them trend, starting to trend in the right direction, or at least it looks like they are, I think Mitchell Robinson could be a guy that could see three or four blocks a uh, game, which I know is a lot. Um, and I think he could average a double double this year. So uh, if, if you do that in New York, you're gonna you're gonna be noticed. So Mitchell Robinson would be my most improved player pick. Okay, the most improved player award. It's weird because you, it's like there's a certain age group that they gotta be in. Yes, right? they can't yeah. be a rookie, obviously. Yeah, and they can't be what like an eight year veteran. Right, it just wouldn't make sense. Yes. So for me, I, I wrote down a couple guys, but I'm gonna stick to one. Ooh. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. and I think he's gonna take the leap. Okay. He started off as a rookie. I like that obviously thing. a good, a really good 13.8 points a game. So and so many rebounds. I think he's gonna benefit from Morant moving the ball. He's gonna be looking for him the most because. I think he might be there. He might lead the team in scoring this year, maybe. So that's why I think we'll go from like 13 to around 20, and that's I think that'll get it done for him. Memphis will, will be kind of an underrated team in a, in a sense. So okay. that's mine. I could also see is Turner even an option for this award? No. I don't think so. I don't think so because no. I was reading some articles because it's this, this year it's like there's no clear cut guy. You said Lonzo Ball potentially, yeah. but. And then somebody wrote an article about how Turner could possibly win it, you know, if he increased his rebounding and scoring. But we've heard that, what, the last four years? Oh, he's going to get more rebounds. He's going to be in his 10th year in the league, and people are going to be writing articles that he could win most improved player. Right. Another guy I like is De'Aaron Fox, but I don't even know if you could consider him. Yeah. You would have had to have picked him, I feel like, from year one to two. Yeah. I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. Love it. Um, All right. Next up, defensive player of the year. I want. I'm going to do mine first, just to keep it real short. I just think that they're going to give it to Rudy Gobert until he dies. I mean, I don't like. I watch him play. Like I get it. He blocks shots. He blocks out. He gets rebounds. Like completely understand it. But like, I don't feel like we should waste a lot of time on this. I just said Rudy Gobert because last year I think Turner could have won it. Like I said, it's all. We just lost the mic. Um, not not great. Um, but Turner could have won it last year, and I've already mentioned. I think Sabonis is. Just as good defensively, he just doesn't block the shots. So that's it is. We're still good. A lot of a lot of distractions. Um, it is what it is. Rudy Gobert. I'm done talking about him. Go. Okay, I think Rudy Gobert is obviously the safest bet of all. Oh, 100 percent. Like, yeah. It's like the Patriots playing the Dolphins. But for me, I'm gonna go Draymond Green because I think he's gonna really try to get it. I think he's gonna oh. go all out, and he's yeah. gonna be. You it know, helps if you play. try. It really helps if you try. But I think he's gonna guard <laughs> multiple positions, obviously. Undersized guy. What's he's listed at six five. Now that people know his height, it maybe he's a little more impressive. So, Draymond Green. Oh my God! And now, uh, Bo Jingles, and Leia have entered. Why are they out here? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so <laughs> if you hear barking in the background, it's my two asshole dogs. Um, all right, what are we on again? I'm so distracted. Uh, right defensive now. player of the year. Defensive we said player of the yeah, year. Okay, yeah. you said Gobert, said and you, you said, said Draymond. Gobert, yeah. I'm going with Giannis. Okay. And the reason why I'm going with Giannis is because I'm not picking him. Spoiler alert: He's not my MVP. So I think just because he's not my MVP, I think 
he's going to get votes for Defensive Player of the Year because a lot of people think he should have won it last season. I'm still using my logic there. I think he's going to get the award just because people thought he should have got it last season. And so he's set up to win it this season. And I didn't want to go with Gobert because I thought that was a cop-out it answer. It is. It's 100% a cop-out but answer. it's probably going to be right. <laughs> but anyways. All right, up next. Coy? Uh, yes. Coach of the Year. Who do you have? Hawk, you start. Um, Coach of the Year, I didn't write anything down. So somebody else start and I'll think of something real quick. Okay, I'll go ahead and start it off. I have Mike Malone from the Denver Nuggets. Like that. Um, I like Mike because, and now the air's coming on. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break before I break this down for you. Okay, so hopefully now we're in a distraction-free zone. Um, everything kind of just hit there at once. Anyways, my coach of the year, Mike Malone, and here's my reasoning behind it. I think the De- Denver Nuggets are going to have another solid year. I think they're going to be uh, – I won't say where they are in my seeding predictions quite yet. I already gave you who uh, wasn't one of my MVPs. So I think they're going to have a good year. I think they're going to be one of the top teams in the Western Conference. And – um, I think they're going to be even better than last season. So I'm going Mike Malone, Coach of the Year, for the 1920 season. Okay. Uh, I went with Quinn Snyder, mostly because I think he is one of the top two or three coaches in the NBA. I really like what he does. Um, I like what he's able to get teams to do defensively. I just think the Jazz are going to be a solid team. And if they're going to be a solid team, Quinn Snyder – is going to have a chance to win the award. I think I think they have a lot of hype around them right now. You need a little hype. Um, they're expected to be probably a top four to five seed in the West. Um, so I, I guess this is kind of a spoiler alert. I'm going to probably have them just a touch higher than uh, you guys on the Western Conference standing. So if that's the case, then it only makes sense that Quinn Snyder is the coach of the year. Yes, and those two picks, I just looked at my, the NBA, my uh, standings, and those two were the guys that I – would have picked so instead I'm gonna go Lloyd Pierce. I think the Hawks make the playoffs. I think they make the playoffs in the eighth seed. I think they have young talent that surprises a lot of people, and and he gets some credit there. But honestly, it's a long shot. But I'm just trying to be different here. All right, I'm going next with Rookie of the Year. And so don't take my pick. Don't take my pick. My pick for Rookie of the Year this season from the Eastern Conference. Uh oh, not good. Same division as the Indiana Pacers. It's really not good for me. On a team that's won the NBA Finals in the last few seasons. Oh. Uh, back in 2016, to be specific. He's going to say. Darius Garland. I love it. really like that. Pick. He's had a really good preseason. And I don't like Zion here because, which we'll talk about later, I don't like Zion because I don't think it's ever smart to put uh, – Oh, that was a nice pass. Put your mortgage on the number one pick because usually you got a surprise in there that that uh, plays better at least for the first season. Um, and Zion, I think, is going to miss too many games. I think the Pelicans will be way too careful with him this season um, just to make sure that he's healthy going forward. I could see um, him – I think he'll play in games this season, but I could see Zion kind of getting a Ben Simmons treatment, not playing in very many games in his first year. Sim- Simmons didn't play in any games at all. And then going into the second season, just because they don't want to risk future injury. So that's why I didn't go with Zion. Uh, John Morant, also a sexy pick. Um, but I don't. I think I view John Morant kind of like I do uh, De'Aaron Fox. I think his first season, 
Uh, I don't think he's going to be himself until really he gets one season acclimated and then he goes into the second year. So my pick, I put Darius Garland just because. I'm going to pick Zion just because I think that the voters have proven it doesn't really matter how many games you play. you got to play a certain amount, obviously, but... Gobert two years ago won Defensive Player of the Year playing, what, 56 games? Yeah. So I think if he Zion comes out and is clearly the best player in the draft, even if he plays 56 games like that, misses the first month of the season, but then from then on he's he's maybe getting 20 a game, which would be a stretch. I, I, don't, I don't expect him to average 20 a game, but if he just comes out there clearly the best player on the court, only playing you know not as many games as the other guys, I, I, that's why I would give it to him. Yeah, I really love Chris's pick of Darius Garland. If you remember in the draft, I was like, if the Pacers are going to go up and get somebody, this was before we got Brogdon, of course, I was like, I, I want it to be Darius Garland. I think he has a chance to be a superstar. So I love the pick from Chris. I went with Kobe White. Um, because I think he's going to have the keys to the car. I think he, I think the Bulls are just going to play, let him go. Um, I've been super impressed. I think he, he's a good defender. Uh, I think he'll have some solid steal stats. I think he'll have a lot of assists. I think his shooting will come around a little bit more, but he's a very dynamic and explosive playmaker. And a lot of people think that the Bulls have a chance to get that eight seed. If that's the case, Kobe White's going to have to be good. And, and so I'll say Kobe White. Def- or, uh, sorry. <laughs> Rookie of the year. I'll say defensive player of the year. Although I wouldn't be surprised if he wins one of those eventually. I think he's a lockdown defender. Yep. Look at that. We got Cutfield on the screen right now. Love it. With the amount of number of Browns fans that'll be there by the end of the season when they're two and fifteen or two and thirteen. (laughs) All right. (laughs) It's taking some heat. All right. Next up, last of the picks. Oh wait, no, we got two more. Uh, But this is the last main pick for uh, awards. Most valuable player. I'm gonna go Steph Curry just because I think it's no. Curry. What? I swear to God, I have Steph Curry too. That's why I Hold on. Say first. Hold on. You both can have Steph Curry. I, I, look at the very top. Steph Curry. Yeah, there's I no rule against. Gosh, there's I think no it's don't love it. it. Don't love this. I mean, I think, I think he's gonna play better. The people just like forget they have D'Angelo Russell. Like, is D'Angelo Russell just chopped liver now? Like, people act like the Warriors are gonna be like so down. I think they're obviously gonna be not as good. They don't have Kevin freaking Durant, but. D'Angelo Russell's pretty damn good himself. He's still got Draymond Green. Clay's not dead. He's coming back at some point, but I think he's going to carry the scoring load early. He's going to have magnificent games. People are going to remember, oh, yeah, this is Steph Curry. He's got two of these things. This, I think it's his last year to really go for it, and, you know, injuries may hinder it, but Steph Curry. And I also like that pick because if you look back, Russell Westbrook triple-doubles, six seed, still one MVP. Mm-hmm. So even if – I don't think – I think if he gets him even a lower seed in the playoffs and just has a career year, uh, which is saying a lot because he's had a lot of careers, but I think that's a good pick uh, in that aspect. So, Jake, you reaching for somebody? Let's hear another pick um, here. LeBron James. I really did. I really did have Steph Curry. Um, you I can think pick Steph Curry. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. I, I didn't say it, it I first. Knew somebody was going to. I can see it in your eyes. I know it. I was itching for it. I guess by my standings and by who I think could make the All NBA team, and I just I just exited out all of my picks. I just threw it in the trash. So this is going to be freaking great. Wait, how? I because I hit the trash button and something. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Damian Lillard. Then uh, I think he's. I think he's a guy that he continues to get better. I uh, do you think they're going to be higher than a lot of people. Than a lot of people think they will be uh, in the West. So I'll go Damian Lillard. Although really, I think Steph Curry. Go Chris. Good news, cheesy tots are back at Burger King. That is huge. All right, my MVP. You guys were bashing the center position earlier, saying the center position is dead. You saw this man crying when he was eliminated in the playoffs last season. 
He's going to lead his team to top seed in the Eastern Conference. Joel Embiid. I have Joel Embiid as my most valuable player. And the reason behind that, I can't even think. When was the last big man to win the MVP award? So let's try to think this out. Shaq. Shaq, Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. I mean, Kevin Garnett. Uh, Dirk had one. But of recent years, LeBron had it. Steph had it. And then you had Westbrook. It's just Harden. not a center league anymore. It's not a center league. And I could have actually went back and forth between him and Jokic. Um, but I picked Embiid just because uh, if he plays, which is – I put an ask, asterisk next to it just because. Of course, you have to. You play. have to if he doesn't play in the games. But if he plays in a majority of the games and he continues to average what he is averaging, I mean, the guy's a complete beast. I mean, he's bringing back – the center position, obviously he can – I mean, he's not a very good shooter, but he can shoot the three ball uh, when needed. But uh, I just really like his game. I hate playing against him. Um, I hate him when the Pacers play him. Um, but I feel like he's bringing back the center position. And for some reason, I just have a feeling about him this year. So Joel Embiid is my MVP. I will also put an asterisk by Steph Curry. <laughs> I will also have that now. <laughs> I feel pretty I, good about Lillard playing, so. Yeah, but yeah. but if so, if I get a second pick, I'll go with Jokic. So I'm going two centers. Okay. Dirty Oak. Interesting. For get a league that abandoned the center, you have the top two. So. As Nate McMillan always says every year, they're bringing back the two bigs positions. So <laughs> He really does say that. <laughs> we'll see. All right. All NBA first team. We're not going we to get a fumble. We're not going to get into second and third teams. And the Can noise. Can we, though? Because I filled out three days. You can. I didn't do it, but I would love. I'll just do my first team. <laughs> yeah, me too. And the action is because we're currently watching the Saints and the Bears right now. Um, anyways, uh, my NBA all all NBA first team five picks. I'm gonna go ahead and do mine just to get it over with. I have uh, Hawks MVP pick on there. Steph Curry as a guard. I have James Harden from the Houston Rockets. I feel like that's a safe pick. Um, my two forwards. I have uh, Giannis. Uh, for obvious reasons, I feel like he's going to be a top three MVP candidate, best player in the game right now. Um, I feel like, and then I have also Kawhi Leonard, uh, which I'm not really that high on, but I put Kawhi Leonard on there um, just because I would rather have Kawhi Leonard on there than LeBron James. So that's why I put Kawhi on there. And then let me guess, you And then I have Embiid. He's got oh, Embiid. Okay, okay, he's got so. Curry, Harden, Giannis, Kawhi, and Embiid. That's right, mine. I'll do mine just and then you can go three teams. Is that cool? That's fine. All right. So uh, I have Steph Curry, uh, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, because I just I think Harden and Westbrook are just – it's going to get messy. I Then I have Giannis, Leonard, and LeBron. So three forwards, no center because who gives a fuck – or crap about centers. <laughs> Almost really, really Almost said a bad one. The, uh, Almost really word. used the bad one. All right, my first team is dang near identical to Chris's. Other, I have Jokic making the first team. I just think he's going to have a little better stat line, and okay. he'll get that vote. And I think, not to tease the, the predictions, I think Denver will be the one seed in the West. Ooh. Second team for me, I'm going Kyrie Irving, Damian Lillard, LeBron James, Rudy Gobert, and Joel Embiid. And I don't even know if those two can be on the second team together, Rudy Gobert and Joel Embiid. I don't, I don't think so. Can't. But I'm rewriting But just do it. Rewrite yeah, history. Whatever. Third team for me, I got Kemba, Luka, 
Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, and Cat. And this might be the worst third team in the history of the league, but I'm sticking with it. Say that again. Third team, I got Luka Doncic, <laughs> Kemba Walker, Jimmy Butler, Draymond Green, and Carl Anthony Towns. That's not terrible. No, that's not bad. I yeah. respect it. Yeah. They'd win a so, championship. You think? Mm, I think so. <laughs> Maybe. I think they, 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 I mean, they should. So, did you have Anthony Davis? No. Okay. I did not. Okay. You know what the craziest thing about this? I don't, I don't blame This you. is I mean, a random thought before we get into our seedings. Is I just realized Porzingis is on the Mavericks. Yes. And I did a fantasy basketball draft the other day, and I forgot that he was even a player eligible to be drafted. I mean, yeah. just weird that Porzingis is. <laughs> and I feel like I should have taken him like in a higher round. I like, hope he sucks. Whoever got him got great value. But, yeah, coming off that injury, I mean, who knows? He missed a whole season. So, anyways. Cool. Uh, all right, let's do playoff standings here. So, how do you want to do this? We'll we'll start with the playoff standings, and then we'll move into predictions. Uh, do you want to do everybody one on one goes through their seedings, or I say let's go one to one. One, everyone read off their their eight, eight seed, seed to start. Oh, okay, let's do that. And then at the end, we'll just recap. So yeah. then everybody who's confused will know. Got a long field goal attempt here by Will Lutz. He's previously missed a 42-yarder. Kick deep from 52. It looks like a bit it is. That's not good. Short. It's short at Soldier Field. Score remains 19-10. Bears taking over at the 37. All right, let's start with the Eastern Conference. <laughs> My eight seed for this season is the Miami Heat. Ooh, I have the Heat, I have the heat much higher. I am not in love with the Miami Heat as much as everybody else's. Um and yeah, okay. I have them as my eight seed. Okay, respect. And I'm basing this too off of the uh, division predictions that Hawk and I did as well. Oh. So I have to be true to my division pre- predictions. I can't switch that up. I don't know about if Hawk's going to do the same. I'm going to go. That way. My number eight seed is going to be the Toronto Raptors. I think they still have enough left in the tank. Uh, the sexy thing is to throw a team, which Chris did not do that, but the sexy thing is to throw like a team like the Bulls or or something like that up there just to say, oh, they were the eight seed, and then if they suck, you know, you don't, you, nothing. That's what it I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't matter. So I'm going to go with the Raptors, a team that's been there, done that, albeit now without their best player, but I like Siakam, and I, I think there's some other parts on that team that could be, could be an eight seed. They're obviously well coached. So. I mean, Van Fleet. We, yeah. No one gave him credit for six man of the year, but I mean, after what he did yeah. last year in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, he's a damn good player. Yeah. Um, eight for me is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Mentioned it earlier. Young talent, Lloyd Pierce, coach of the year. So, eight seed, they barely sneak in over Detroit. Love it. All right. My seventh seed, same division as Miami. I had them as the division winners in the division preview episodes. If you haven't checked those out, make sure you go and give those a listen. I have the Orlando Magic as my seventh seed. Um, I believe that's where they were at last season, so I don't have them going up any higher than that. I don't think they got that much better this offseason, um, but I do think they're still the best team in that division. As I told Hawk, because of the word continuity. <laughs> 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 Which I meant as c- continuity. Continuity, so. yes. Continuity. Is what yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they're my seventh seed, the Orlando Magic. Okay, I have the Detroit Pistons. I okay. still think enough left in the tank. These Definitely. bottom couple seeds, it's just like... Who cares? Yeah, no one cares. <laughs> I could have said the Hawks. That's fine. Although, I feel like I'm missing a team now because... I do too. I, <laughs> just it just doesn't feel right. So, my number seven is the Detroit Pistons. Okay, number seven for me, Toronto. Similar to what you said. They have championship caliber. They've had the experience. I think they're deeper than people give them credit for. Ananobi received votes on the best wing defender in the league. 
He didn't play last year, so I don't know how he received votes on that GM survey, but, but apparently he's good, so uh, <laughs> give me well, Toronto. Okay. Uh, all right, number six seed, I have uh, the Toronto Raptors, who you just talked about. Won't mention it much. Uh, they still have decent players. I don't uh, see them. I mean, they might be a threat in the playoffs. There's, it's, it remains to be seen how well coached they are this year. Obviously, they had Kawhi last season. I'm not saying Nick Nurse is a bad coach, but this is going to be a real test for him this season. Um, so I have them uh, sneaking in as the number six seed. I got the Brooklyn Nets. So uh, I got the Nets there at the, at the sixth spot. Uh, yeah, sorry, at the sixth spot. I think that they're semi-deep, and they got some pieces that are interesting. Um, I think Kyrie has a little something to prove. I think he'll play quite a few, quite a few games, which, you know, Years past, he's just been, hey, ankle injury, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that they have a chance, especially with, like, Jared Allen, uh, DeAndre Jordan. They got some depth, and uh, like I said, the East isn't very good. So there you go. Yeah, uh, six for me. I'm going Miami. I just think they have the star power to be in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. You have them a little higher, but I I think six is fair. I think they're all going to be close in that range, Mm -hmm. so Miami for me. Uh, Five, I have the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and I honestly thought about flip-flopping them and the Raptors, but I put Brooklyn over them uh, because I think if you would have asked me if I feel like they gotten better this offseason, I think the obvious answer is yes. Um, well, I mean, Durant's not going to play this, this season, but uh, considering just Kyrie as their addition, uh, I would value Kyrie over uh, D'Angelo Russell, um, and they still have a good group of guys that, you know, that got them to the sixth seed last season, so... Uh, I still have them being pretty decent this year. Obviously, when Durant comes back, that's going to change things. They're going to be a top three uh, team in the East, maybe even number one overall. Uh, but for next year, I have them uh, with Kyrie leaving, leading the charge as the number five seed. Okay. <laughs> I, number five, I'll go with Miami Heat. I was kind of going back and forth here, a couple teams. Um, so I'll stick to what my board says. Miami Heat, I think that they have some players that have been there, done that before. I think Spolstra is a solid coach. Um, again, nothing sexy. I don't think – I think the Heat have 0% chance of winning the East, yeah. but they're the five seed, so okay. in my bracket. So Respect. Go. Uh, five for me is also Brooklyn from Chris's mm. pick. A guy we didn't even mention, uh, Joe Harris, a great set shoot, three-pointer shooter. Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, those guys are still on the team, correct? I know Dinwiddie is, LeVert yeah. is as well. So, I yeah. mean, they got, they got guys, and Kyrie Irving's obviously a good player. So, I think uh, Brooklyn at the five. All right, uh, my four seed. A very f- familiar name here on the Born Ready to Pod podcast. Oh, that's a face mask, kind sir. Really ruined my moment there. My four seed is the Indiana Pacers. Oh. Um, and I probably would have had them higher had Oladipo start out the season. I think the big thing with the Pacers this year, it's going to be challenging maybe at first with all these new faces, but they have depth on this roster. Uh, a lot of people, um, and obviously I'm biased too, but they have depth on this roster. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Justin Holiday is probably not going to get very minutes, and I think he could be a good backup on really any team in this league. So um, I think they're. I think that Kevin Pritchard's done a good job of building depth. It's going to be interesting to see how Sabonis and Turner work out. I'm kind of getting sick of that storyline, uh, but it's one of the main things to look out for this year. Um, and then also if Goga, I mean, if he has a good year, 
uh, coming off the bench, we criticized the pick just simply because he was a white guy and we really had never heard of him. Uh, but if Guga can, you know, come in and be decent off the bench along with uh, Aaron Holiday taking a bump, I mean, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about the Pacers this year. Getting home court advantage in the playoffs um, and then just getting better when Oladipo comes back. So they're my four seed. Indiana Pacers, my number four seed. Uh <laughs> I think, uh, like Chris, I would have had them probably at three if we had Oladipo all year. Who knows? We might have Oladipo all year if he's already doing five on five. I don't know. Maybe we're just going to be idiots. I hope so. Um, but, you know, Pacers just have a lot going for them. They play hard. Uh, they play good defense. I think this year we have better shooting than we've had in, in years past. So um, I actually think Justin Holiday should see more minutes, I think, than maybe Chris. I, I No, I think Chris thinks he should see minutes, yes. but he won't. But I think he will. I think he'll end up outplaying Sumner in, in a wing role. So that's I kind hope. of that's kind of where I'm at with Hawk it. Hawk so. really hopes that. Yeah, I know. I completely agree, Hawk. And as you're here, same page. remember when Hawk said he would get a Sumner ass tap? Oh, yeah. I well, I hope he drops 20 one day. It, he, it was 18, right? I couldn't, I couldn't remember 15. if it was But he had 18 last it's year. It was Carr Sampson. I no, no. Sampson. no. It was it's Sumner. Sumner. <laughs> I'm diverting real hard. I also have Indiana at four. I mean... If Sumner scores 15 points, you're, I'm going to get it. Should I get a face tat on my ass? Yes, it's yes. a face tat. Oh, it's a face tat. Detail, like super detailed. Yes. Like life size. Yes. Like it just takes up my whole cheek and yes. goes into my crack kind of. And I oh, hope yeah. it comes. In I, the want, I want his tongue to be out and go into your ass. <laughs> my parents would disown me if they ever saw that. <laughs> All right, so I have it right here. It was from episode 49 of the podcast. Oh, no. How did you find so quick. NBA free agency roundup episode, <laughs> and the quote is from Hawkness Monster. This was on July 10th. If Sumner scores 15 points or more in one game this year, I will get an ass tat of him. <laughs> he's gonna have a game where he has 14 with like a minute to go, and he's getting like scrub minutes. And I'm gonna be sweating my ass off just watching this game. That only I'm I'm making an appendix to the rule. It's only for this season. Oh no! Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Okay. That's fine. That's great. Okay. Thank God. That's, that's at least I give myself some leeway because he's obviously getting better from what we've seen. Yeah. Does that include uh, the G League as well? If he goes and no, play? well, I don't think he can play there anymore because he has a real contract. Yeah, yeah, no. All right. Uh, so we all have the Pacers. Yes. All right. Number three seed. I have the Boston Celtics. Uh, losing Kyrie, they got Kimba. Uh, really took the biggest hit when they lost Horford and uh, went to Enes Cantor. They would be my four seed, uh, like I said, had Oladipo played the whole year. So Boston Celtics I have at the number three. Boston Celtics, number three. Same exact thing Chris said. I'm not wasting any more time. Go. Boston Celtics, no more wasting time. Uh, here we go. Do you have Milwaukee at two? I have Philly at two. I have Philly at two. I have Milwaukee at two, Philly at one. So. Okay. And Milwaukee at one. Yeah, so obviously those teams are the premier teams in the East. We can all agree, right? Yeah. All right, so should we just go through our rankings yeah, here this time? Yeah, yeah, okay, okay I mean, that took a little too long. Once yeah. you get to the top two, I mean, anybody that doesn't have Philly or Milwaukee is one or two. I think it's crazy. Yeah. All right, my Western Conference here. So I'll just go through my one through eight here. Make it a little faster this time okay. around. My number one seed I have as the Denver Nuggets, hence why I named Mike Malone Coach of the Year. Uh, number two seed I have the Los Angeles Clippers. Number three I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Number four, I have the Houston Rockets. Number five, the Utah Jazz. Number six, the Portland Trailblazers. Number seven, I have the Golden State Warriors. And then number eight, I have sneaking in past like the Pelicans and the Kings. 
uh, and some of those other teams and the Mavericks as well. I have the San Antonio Spurs as my number eight seed. All in right. the West. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, number one seed, I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, Denver Nuggets is my two. Number three seed will be the Utah Jazz. Number four, the Los Angeles Lakers. Number five, the Portland Trailblazers. Number six, the Golden State Warriors. Number seven, the Houston Rockets. And sneaking in, much like Chris just described, just better coached. They play hard every night. They somehow figure out a way. San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert, I also have the San Antonio Spurs as the 8th <laughs> seed this year. So 100% they will not be the 8th seed. They'll, yeah, no, like, no, no, they'll no. have like the number one overall pick probably. Exactly. Uh, one for me in the West, Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think they're going to have the stability. I don't know if Paul George is playing all year. Is he missing some games to start He's the season? He's missing like I think it, the first month. Okay. So I think maybe they'll get off to a slower start than expected, and Denver will just be steady the whole time is, is what I kind of envision. Next up for me, number two, the L.A. Clippers. Obviously, I think this is my this will be my favorite to win it all, not spoiling anything. Uh, number three, Houston Rockets. I noticed Jake was low on the Houston Rockets, but we'll see. He's uh, always been four, low on the Rockets. Los Angeles Lakers. They have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. I don't know if you guys have heard of them, but they're pretty good. Uh, number five for me, I have the Warriors a little ahead of what you guys had it, but I think once you get past four, I think all these teams are going to be within a game or two or maybe even three games. So six for me, Portland Trailblazers. Uh, seven, Utah Jazz. I have wow. a little lower than both of you. Yeah. I just think we'll see. I don't, I don't trust the Utah Jazz. And eight for me, like I mentioned, San Antonio. So you're a big Zion Pelicans guy. Yes. Why aren't they in the playoffs? Because all those teams I mentioned are better teams, and it's not even close. If they were in the Eastern helps. Conference, yes. if they were in the Eastern Conference, I feel like they would be in. Oh, they'd be in. They'd probably be my like, six seed. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Just because of the the veterans they've mixed in with Redick and Holiday, yeah. for sure. All right. So, did you guys break it down round by round, or did you just do Eastern Conference? I did. Break I did not go round by. So round. Hawk and I will give our round by round predictions. I mean, I can with our standings. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. All right, so my first round playoff matches matchups in the East. I'll just do that first. I have Bucks versus Heat, the one and eight, uh, two and seven matchups. Sixers Magic, three and six. I have Celtics Raptor, Raptors and Pacers Nets. I have the home teams winning all of those series. I have the Bucks beating the Heat, the Sixers beating the Magic, and the Celtics beating the Raptors. Pacers beating the Nets. Okay. Um, do, should I just do my Western first round while yeah, I'm at it? And spoiler alert, I really screwed this up. Okay, I have Nuggets, Spurs, I picked the Nuggets in that. Clippers and Warriors, I picked the Clippers there. Uh, Lakers and Trailblazers, I mean, it's a playoffs. LeBron's going to get the benefit of the call. I do like the Trailblazers, but I have the Lakers winning that. And then Rockets, Jazz, I have the Rockets pulling that one out. Okay. Uh-oh, I can go round by round real quick. Um, so Eastern Conference, uh, I have Bucks versus Raptors. I'll have the Bucks winning that. Uh, 76ers versus Pistons, 76ers winning that one. Uh, Celtics-Nets, I'll have the Celtics winning that one. And finally, Pacers-Heat, I'll have Pacers winning that as well. So much like Chris, I have all four of my seeds, uh, top seeds winning and advancing. Uh, in the West, Clippers versus Spurs. Clippers in a landslide there. Um, I have Nuggets-Rockets. I think that would be a super entertaining series. Mm-hmm. I'd still go with the Nuggets. Um, I then would have Jazz-Warriors. And I think I'm going to go with the Warriors over the Jazz there. I think it makes a lot of sense. That would be a nice little upset. Then Lakers, Trailblazers. Um, 
Uh, I'm going to go with the Trailblazers just because I think there's a, like a 51% chance Anthony Davis is out for the year by that point. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. So. I'm just That's kind of how it is for me. So there you go. Okay, for me, I got first round in the East, Philadelphia beats the Atlanta Hawks. The Bucks beat the Toronto Raptors. I got Boston losing to Miami at the sixth seed. Wow. And then Indiana beating Brooklyn in a seven-game series. Mm. Next up in the West, I got Denver outlasting San Antonio. I got the Clippers beating the Jazz. I got the Portland Trailblazers beating the Houston Rockets in the first round. And then I got the Warriors beating the Lakers in the first round. So mine has love a lot it. of parody I love and a it. lot of good series. I think, I think so. that's yeah. good. That's great stuff. All right, my second round here, uh, I have the Bucks and the Pacers. I have the Bucks winning that series. I'm going to say seven games just because I don't want the Pacers to go out without a fight. So seven-game series here, I have the Bucks um, And Sixers-Celtics, I'm taking the Philadelphia 76ers. In the West, I have the Nuggets and the Rockets in that matchup there, one and four. I'm taking the Rockets to beat the Nuggets and having them in the Western Conference Finals. Uh, and then I'm taking the Clippers to beat the Los Angeles Lakers battle of the L.A. teams there. I favor the Clippers. And so my conference finals, Bucks, Sixers in the East, Rockets, and Clippers in the West. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so for me, it would be Bucks pacers Unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with the Bucks just for credibility purposes. And then I have 76ers Celtics. I have the 76ers advancing over the Celtics just like Chris. Uh, in the West, I would have uh, the Clippers would be taking on the Trailblazers. I think the Clippers would prevail there. And then I would have the Nuggets over the Warriors. Um, pretty pretty straight-up stuff there. It's interesting because Chris had Nuggets-Rockets in the second round, and I had them in the first, so he thinks the Rockets would win. I obviously disagree because I have the Nuggets winning. So I would have my final four teams would be uh, Bucks, 76ers, uh, Clippers and Nuggets. Okay, for me, I got so 76ers versus the Pacers. I'm going to go the Pacers win that in the second round. Love uh, that. I do want to say this. I do remember one of the predictions last year. Hawks said the Pacers <laughs> would beat the Warriors. <laughs> and they're going to do that on Oracle in seven I'm games. Be right. Okay, uh, go ahead. From then on, I got Milwaukee Bucks will be playing. Uh, Miami, and I think Milwaukee wins that game to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. In the West, I got the Nuggets versus the Warriors. I think the Nuggets outlast that. And then I got the Clippers versus the Trailblazers. And that's going to be a great series, but uh, I think it's going to be Clippers-Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. All right. My Conference Finals picks. First matchup here in the East, Bucks and Sixers. Been high on the 76ers for some reason. I don't like their bench. I would pick the Sixers in this series had their bench been better, but they have a really sexy starting five. But other than that, I feel like depth prevails in the playoffs. What happens when Embiid or Simmons gets in foul trouble? Um, so I'm taking the Bucks to make the finals appearance this year in the East from the Eastern Conference. And then uh, Clippers and Rockets. I'm taking the Los Angeles Clippers. Defense obviously prevails. In the playoffs, uh, they have Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. Uh, so defensively, they're pretty stacked. So I'm having them uh, beating the Rockets, I'm going to say, in five games. Oh, yeah. 100%. Okay. That would be a railing. Um, 
So for me, I would go 76ers over the Bucks because I think the 76ers will be one of those teams they'll they'll be splashy splashy at the trade deadline. Um, what they are today is not what they'll be come playoff time. They'll be buyout players. They'll figure out a way to bolster that second unit. But if if it was today, if they had to play a seven game series today, which would obviously suck uh, because they wouldn't be ready. But um, I would pick the Bucks like Chris. But I think by the end of the year, I think 76ers will have a few more players. So I have 76ers representing the Eastern Conference. And then I would have Clippers over the Nuggets, much like Chris said. That defensive unit for the Clippers are crazy. They have a great bench. I think the Clippers, if they didn't have Paul George, they'd probably be my favorite team in the West this year just because of how well they play defense. You know, I'm a defensive guy. But because they have Paul George, I couldn't give a shit less. All right, for my East, I'm going with the New York Knicks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I got Indiana versus Milwaukee. It's a toss-up for me. It really is. I, we don't have anyone that can shut down Giannis. I mean, years past we had, you know, obviously our guy Thad Young, who at least gave him the best shot that anyone could give him. So, yeah. for me, I'm going to go Pacers and seven. Screw it. Why not? No one's going to remember this anyway. Uh, in the West, I'm going to go the Clippers over the Nuggets for reasons you guys already said. So, we're going to have an Indiana. We're going to have a Paul George rematch final. <laughs> That's what we're having. It's gonna I wonder who Hawks going to say he's going to win. Yeah, I mean, you've backed yourself into a quarter at this point that you have to take the Pacers here. We'll see. Here. No spoilers. All right. I have Clippers, Bucks in my finals, and I am taking the Milwaukee Bucks to Whoa! win against Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. Uh, simply because I do favor the Clippers. I think they're better than the Bucks, but I can't pick Paul George to win here. Playoff piece going to come out in the finals. Yeah. The stage will be set. Kawhi's going to get him all the way there, but he's going to need some help. And I know Kawhi did it last year. Uh, I mean, he had some help around him in Siakam and all those other guys, but he did the majority of it, a lot of it himself. Um, I like uh, the Bucks. I think they're going to have a tough time stopping Giannis. And I think Playoff P is going to show out on the offensive side of the ball. So give me the Milwaukee Bucks in six games against the Clippers. Okay. Begrudgingly, I will say Clippers over the or over the Seventy Sixers. I re- I'm hoping like this sounds so bad. I shouldn't even say it, but maybe it. maybe Paul George just won't be playing. Maybe he gets hurt, and I still think even if he does get hurt, <laughs> even if he does get hurt, like they still have the defensive and offensive firepower to win an NBA championship. So I'm going to go uh, Los Angeles Clippers as my champion. I'm going to go Pacers and four over the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes. Yeah, straight sweep. We're going to win it. We almost had a Turbisky. He just doing it in triple Straight coverage. sweep, Sorry. we would not have. We we would win it at home, right? In the fourth game. And we'd yeah, be there. because you would have the Clippers ahead of them. Exactly. The so we're going to win this thing in Indiana in four games. I'm calling it. Paul that. George walks off crying that on the Indiana floor. Amazing. I mean, that's a. I think like we could close the book on everything at that point. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even hate Paul at the end of that. Like, if I saw him crying in Banker's life, losing as confetti is coming down <laughs> in Indiana, that would be the. Gr- I mean. So, right. two years in a row, you have the Pacers beating the <laughs> ultimate title favorite going into the season. Of course. I love it. Good, so, good stuff, boys. You only can get that here. Bias predictions on the Board Radio Pod podcast. All right, that's going to wrap up our uh, NBA preview right there. But to wrap the show up. We're going to do a quick segment of Around the Association. Turn down your volumes. Adjust your headsets. It's about to get super loud. We'll be back right after this. It's time! 
the pod. He's back. <laughs> How'd that feel? It's been a while. Dude, I get a little lightheaded when I do. I haven't been drinking a lot of water this weekend. So like, <laughs> what have you been I drinking a lot of? Out. Anything else. Anything <laughs> else. I have not been drinking water. That's got to be a good stress reliever, though. Just screaming at the top of your lungs. It is. I wasn't expecting it. And then it just hit me like, oh, shit, I got to scream. So you kind of have to get into like a yeah. different mindset yeah. and like a different tone. And you kind of have to get pissed off, honestly. Yeah. I just looked at Jake and I thought about the Cleveland Browns and it worked. <laughs> Shocking. That's what I do when I want to piss myself off. Yes. So, all right. Uh, well, I'm sure the fans appreciated that. It's been a while. Yes. So, welcome. All right. Uh, first topic here. In the last couple of weeks, the NBA has seen a fallout in China due to a tweet from Rockets general manager uh, Daryl Morey. Big D. Uh, he did have to delete that tweet. Uh, the NBA has taken a substantial financial hit along with players giving some rather questionable reactions uh, since the news broke. So what say you about this entire uh, episode? Kind of a political yeah. uh, discussion here. We won't get deep diving into politics on this podcast, but I think most people would say that the NBA hasn't handled this situation appropriately. That's my take. So what do you guys think? Trump! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hate politics so much. Um, so just I, I don't have a lot to say about it. I just think this is this is the world we live in, um, where one tweet, um, a fairly like minuscule Inno- tweet. Yeah, it's it was an innocuous. I like that word better. Tweet, um, and it just makes everybody once money's involved, that's when it starts getting a little rough. And that's exactly what happened. Money started coming out of the NBA. Money started coming out of some players' pockets, and then you see. Um, you know, LeBron being the big one, like he says some weird comments about like he's like defending China, who you yes. know should not be defended. I don't want to get political, like you said, but it's that's not the stance I would take on the situation. No. And LeBron went there, and ultimately, it's because money was coming out of his pocket. So it, it is what it is. Um, it's unfortunate that we're dealing with this uh, at the start of the basketball season, but really, I would love nothing more than to just get past it because watching like cold or first take, I almost said cold pizza. Holy jeez, what was that? Show. Twenty? No, that was like twenty years ago. But anyways, uh, is what it is. I'm tired of hearing about it. Go. Yeah, I'll just lay out the facts as I know them. Doesn't matter which side of the aisle you're on. I don't think anybody wants to openly support a dictatorship. That's fair, right? Yeah. And these people that are protesting in Hong Kong, they just want equality. They want what Americans have. They're having pro-Western rallies, and it's it's bad because China can just control all the media. What's being reported, what's being said about the people like protesting, it's not a good situation on either side. But you just see where people's like true hearts and true identity lies with their money. And yeah. if you thought it was any different, you're kind of naive and stupid. Yeah, you're I mean, pretty much an idiot. These people tweet stuff and have moral high grounds and they want equality, they fight, which is fair. I mean, they have a platform. It's, it pisses some people off that they have the platform to speak. But at the end of the day, like everyone has a platform to speak. They just happen to have the followers because they play a sport. So people are going to listen to what they have to say. And at the end of the day, they don't really care. Like it's about yeah. the money at the end of the day. We right. can all you you worry about numero numero one. Like yeah. that's always been the case. Will you just say Trump? <laughs> Trump. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, I thought it was definitely uh, hypocritical of yeah. him uh, with uh, not saying that these players are ever wrong speaking their minds on any things, but it was just hypocritical based on things that he said in the past, and then something like that, which is 
you know, very bad situation overseas, and he doesn't even condemn it, which I just thought was based on the things that he said and other players have said about political matters and things like that. I, I, I get it. I get why why he wouldn't want to do that. Um, but then to say LeBron calling Maury uneducated and like that was a part that pissed that me off. That was like the worst. Um, he should have just not said anything. Like yeah, because Maury had a degree from Northwestern University and like MIT. LeBron James didn't go to college. It's like shut up. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you're not. I mean, LeBron's a smart guy, but you're not smarter than Daryl Maury. And, and it's even not, if we're arguing IQ points, like that doesn't matter. Either. Yeah, they're both smart people. Yeah, we can agree. Like just say I. I don't know. I, but again, like LeBron is smart in terms of like businesses. Exactly. And it goes back to what we just keep saying. It's like money. Money, 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 money. Which I feel like this is a whole podcast episode. We could talk about the situation, yeah. but yeah. we're done. We're going to wrap it up there. Yeah. Trump. All right. Uh, next point here. <laughs> Number one overall pick. Hawks oh. boy Zion Williamson set to miss the first couple weeks of the season due to a not so serious knee injury. They're just being cautious with it. What are your thoughts on that I situation? I mean, he's fat, he can't shoot, and he couldn't even win an NCAA championship. So that's – I mean, that's all. LeBron James didn't win an NCAA well, championship. Steph Curry didn't here's win what, an here's what, I, here's what I'm going to say, and I'm going to say it pr- pretty pretty straightforward. Zion's going to peter out. He's not going to be good. Um, Do you really mean no, that? I no, I don't. I'm just trying to kind of piss you off. It's kind of like the cut field stuff, but um, Chris is going to do. Oh, I really do cut field stuff. Like okay, no, I think really, I think Zion's going to be injury prone. He's a tank, like he's a specimen. But those specimens, if they break, I mean, Anthony Davis is a specimen. Like those guys, they break down. Um, and Zion, really, he can't shoot. Like him, you can say what you want. I mean, he can get to the rim. He can do all those things, but. I definitely see flaws in his game, and if if there's going to be some injury questions along with it, like I'm not saying he's Greg Oden, like some people on Twitter. Yeah. It was like tr- trending on Twitter, like that's just stupid. Um, he's going to be, he's probably going to be, I, he's like Carl Anthony Towns to me in terms of the numbers. Like obviously, I think he's more athletic and stuff like that, but I could see him being like he's the, just going to be fun. Yeah, he's going to be fun. I think I he's going to be looks. like the best player on like a team that's going to be around the six to eight seed his Maybe. whole career. That's what I think it is. Maybe. Yeah, this is what it is. Go ahead, Hawk. Maybe. It's your boy. Zion, you know, I still blame Paul George for this, honestly. Ever since the shoes <laughs> broke in the Duke-North Carolina game, he's kind of been on a trajectory of getting more injuries, I think. Yeah. But he's got just this massive body. Well, he's like the mm-hmm. third biggest guy in the league as a rookie. Yeah. Like, yeah. But he's young enough that his body should support it. And, and it's things he does not. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I really hope he's going to be fine, but I'm honestly a little nervous about some injury proneness, but... If we had a fantasy basketball draft today, I'd take him with my first overall pick. <laughs> Why? Why not? Would, would you trade? Uh, would you trade Brogdon and Sabonis for in Zion real in real life? Fantasy. Real life, straight up, right now. Brogdon and Sabonis for Zion. Oh, that's tough. Doing a first round pick from us. So we're getting Zion. Zion that's it. And we're losing a first as well. Yes. Probably not. Okay. Just because I mean, maybe in a year, if you like. Proves what I think, but you'd be stupid to do that before he's ever played, and especially with injuries. What do you a think? Smart guy. I would I'd do probably, it in fantasy. I'd probably I do it. I probably. Why would. not? You're I never going to get a player that right. has that much hype. I mean, he so. brings a whole different like. I mean, LeBron like completely changed all of downtown Cleveland. They you got to right. take the risk. And here's the thing. Here's what we're not talking about. Trump. Oh God. <laughs> 
All right, next topic. We've got two topics here left, and we'll wrap up the show. The Raptors and young forward Pascal Siakam have agreed to a four-year, $132 million extension prior to the deadline on Monday. Siakam, who was an integral part of the championship season, had a career year last year and expected to make another jump with the departure of Kawhi Leonard. What are your thoughts on his contract? I think he's going to average just over $30 million a year after this season. Yeah, he is an integral part of what they're trying to do in Toronto, and I think he could be, I mean, he's got some hype, honestly. Like, he's got some hype around him. He can do a little bit of everything. Uh, he ha- He's kind of like a poor man's Kawhi. I mean, you never know with these guys. They could be great. Like, you got to take a chance if you're Toronto and build around them. Yeah, it's a staggering amount of money for a guy that kind of seemed inconsistent. At times during the season, he obviously balled out uh, later in their run, and obviously he's an NBA champion. So you pay him; he's young, whatever. If you check the tapes, I've always been a Siakam guy. If you go back and listen to our podcast, I've always liked Siakam or what he brings to the table. So, but thirty-two million dollars—that's just so much for Siakam. Do you think? Well, but they're rebuilding. Like they don't have any. You're not paying Lowry again. You're not. I mean, Gasol. I mean, you have no one else to build around. Like if you think, if you think he could, if you think he could be a poor man's Kawhi Leonard, you got to pay him that money. Definitely. Would you trade Sabonis for him straight up right now? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would. I would. I was going to say. Yeah, okay. All right, last point here. The NBA GM survey came out this week. Here were some of their uh, takes, uh, which usually if you look back, they're not always right. But anyways, uh, NBA champions this season, their top three, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Lakers. Uh, MVP, they have Giannis as their number one, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis and Kawhi Leonard. No Joel Embiid on there. Rookie of the year, they have Zion, John Morant, and then third overall, Cam Reddish as their number three. So I don't know if you've actually taken a look at the GM survey. Uh, It's kind of pointless, but what were your thoughts? I think we talked about it more in depth last year, but it's kind of pointless, like I said. So thoughts on the GM survey, who they think is going to win an MVP uh, kind of basic stuff there from these GMs, you know. Very little thoughts, honestly. Like I looked over it, looked at it. I mentioned that uh, OG Ananobi thing earlier. Yeah. I don't think is there a Pacer mentioned on there. Uh, Brogdon was an underrated. Yeah. Underrated uh, transaction. Transact. Dan Burke was the top assistant, assistant coach, coach in the NBA, and then Nate McMillan best defensive adjustments or something like that. And I think there was another one. Okay. Yeah. So that's fair. I mean, other than that, I don't really care that much. For being honest. I'm surprised the GMs just don't vote for their guys. Like there's, I know, like everyone's tied. Like there has, like yeah. how are the Lakers the third favorite? Like are there that many other GMs hype. that just love the Lakers? Like, it's hype. You think the Cavaliers GM voted for the Lakers? I don't think so. You think the Heat GM voted it, for the it's, Lakers? Like, it's, it's just things like this. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's 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 shit like this that makes you understand why some teams are really good and why some teams can't get out of the gutter. Like, I guarantee you, like, the Suns and the Kings are voting for the weirdest people. You know what I mean? And then it's exactly why they can't get anything going because they can't draft correctly. They don't draft correctly. They make terrible trades. Like, it's the sa- it's probably the same guys voting for these weird players, doing weird things, and not giving love to, like, like Anthony Davis. Like, that's the most fool's goal thing of all time. Like, I'm almost thinking if we could, if he could just get hurt this year, and then people would finally be like, okay, he he can't he can't stay healthy. And then all of a sudden, if he was like like number ten overall in the MVP rankings, I would smash that, hammer that, bet that. Yeah. But like at three, 
Like, what? You can't have LeBron. I mean, you can't have two, like, guys from the same team winning the MVP. No, it doesn't. Like, you just, like somebody's going to be good, someone's going to be bad. That's why I didn't have Harden in my all, all in my all-NBA team, because Westbrook's going to take some of those stats. It just, it's, this is the exact reason why there are good GMs in the NBA and why there are bad GMs. Like, shit like this. That's Fair my take. Enough. That's a spirited uh, yeah. conversation. There, I didn't you? listen to any of that, but it sounded like he put a lot of thought into it. Good. Yeah. It's just like everything else in my life, Chris doesn't I've pay attention. I've only heard about 15% of it, and I, it sounded great, the 50% I heard. Well, you assholes didn't listen to my podcast, so that's what you get. I didn't even know you dropped one. I knew you yeah. wanted to record something, and I could Yeah, well, it was a Friday night, had nothing else going on. It was big news. I couldn't sleep. I said, you know what, might as well just talk about it. The listeners are probably dying to hear from us. So, You know, if you want to help out the podcast and you're listening right now, this is what you do. You just play the last episode, turn your volume all the way down, and then it'll just run through them all. And you don't even have to look at your phone the rest of the day. You'll just yeah, play Just give us those plays. There you go. Save you it. know who would do that? If you're Seriously. A Trump. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't even. I'm so like I'm not into politics at all. So if you get offended by me saying Trump, I I couldn't give a shit it's less. Kind of an offensive word for some. It is. I, it's, it's almost like a cuss word. I, I I felt like I had to say that I really don't care about politics. So please don't judge me. But yeah, but um, just say it. Trump. Well, as we record this, we're, th- we're three days away from Pacers tipping off. Two days away. When most people will listen to this, I did a five-day countdown picture of Orion Green. You probably don't remember him. He played for the Pacers. Oh, yeah. And he got caught, like, sneaking into some old woman's house and, like, sniffing her underwear or something weird like that. Look that up. Uh, number four, four-day countdown, we had Luis Scola instead of Victor Oladipo, which was pretty cool. Uh, today for the three-day countdown, Sarunis. we had Sarunas Yasakevichis. Or my all-time favorites. And then so two and one, I kind of have an idea of who we're going to post. But stay tuned for that because very interesting stuff. People give you obvious names they want to be posted, but we're not going to post those. We're not an obvious podcast. I think one's obvious. In fact, I'm not even part of this podcast anymore, so. Yeah, you're just a recurring guest. (laughs) So, all right, that's going to wrap up the NBA season preview episode. Hold us to our takes here. Listen to it. Write them down. In April, get a hold of us and make fun of us for what we were wrong about. Yes. Um, Our next episode, when we record, we'll be recapping Pacers games. So that'll be exciting. Uh, hopefully the Pacers do pretty well. The first 10 games aren't that difficult. Um, so I'm looking for like a 7-3 and three record in those. So we'll see what happens. But anyways, that wraps up this episode. Appreciate you guys listening and hope you have a great week this week. Stay born ready. Shout out to Juan.